Welcome to the School of Sales podcast, the podcast for women who know that making sales is an absolute necessity to keep doing what you love. So let us help you make it fun and make some money while we're at it. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm really excited to share with you some of my journaling realizations that I've had. I've really made it a priority over the last probably three months or so, 90 days, to spend plenty of time in the morning, at least an hour, reading, journaling, studying, all of that good stuff. And I wrote a letter to my old self, the Macy that had this music in her heart, this desire to build something, this desire to try something, but feeling really nervous and scared and unsure and really full of doubt. And what I would tell her to focus on in order to make a million dollars in selling really one product. And I wanted to do this because we are really re-strategizing and restructuring and really thinking through, okay, what would we tell the girl who has a dream, has a vision, and really wants to make this work, but might be easily distracted in some areas that could be a huge liability in the process of becoming the woman that she wants to become. So as I journaled, I, I kind of laid out this five-step framework of what to focus on in order to build and to sell a product for a million dollars. Now, I believe you could do this five-step framework and it could take you 10 years or you could really push the intensity and you could do it in six months. It really just depends on what your really focus is and the timeline that you want to make this work in. But I really think that this is going to be helpful and maybe a little bit eye-opening for you to, to see that you might be focusing on potentially some of the wrong things. The first thing that I would tell myself is to expect that it will work. If you think about the, the difference between like the feeling of anticipation or the feeling of self-doubt... Really, the difference here is that the feeling of anticipation is belief in the positive outcome, and then self-doubt is belief in the negative outcome or the outcome that you don't really want to happen. Oftentimes, we are so good at practicing the results that we don't want, the failure. We're good at envisioning, oh my gosh, like if this were to fail, Here's the down, you know, the downward spiral, the domino effect of that. But very rarely do we envision the good outcome that could that could happen from expecting it to work. You can think about this like going to sleep on Christmas Eve. You have this anticipation that the next day will be good, right? That good events are going to come on Christmas Day, that you're going to get presents, that you're going to enjoy the day, that you're going to spend time with family, and therefore the night before you are feeling so much excitement and joy and you almost have a hard time going to sleep because you're full of so much energy. But if you are anticipating it to be a bad day, you kind of feel down in the dumps, low energy and almost a sense of anxiousness about what's 
what's to come, right? And so what's amazing about the future is that you get to decide how to think about it. You get to choose what you want that almost like your property, like your future property to look like. You can build anything you want. Why wouldn't you expect it to work? I think another thing that I would tell myself, like just my personal experience, I really always had this vision of being a stay-at-home mom. I really had no concept of anything else that I might become. And I had this music in my heart. I had this desire to do something else, to do something more, to try something new. And I remember like really shutting that music off quickly. Like anytime it started to bubble up, I would just shut it down and say, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not where I'm going. And it would bubble up and then I would shut it down and then it would bubble up and I would shut it down. And I think I would tell myself to really just be open to hearing like both of these options in your own brain, right? Like almost getting, giving equal airtime to what you've always thought that you would be and then what you might could be that you haven't even thought about before. You can give equal airtime without making a decision. And I think I really prolonged kind of maybe some suffering and some, um, some like pain, honestly, of shutting things down. I prolonged that by just not exploring it. So I think that's the first thing that I would do. Uh, and another kind of thing in that framework and that step one would be to be willing to be made fun of. That was a really big stopper for me. I would uh, kind of think about, okay, what would that look like if I were to start posting on Instagram stories, if I were to start posting things that I usually don't, how would that feel for my friends and my coworkers to see that? And I wish I anticipated that and decided how I was going to feel about it before it happened. I remember someone came over to my house, a, a friend of mine, and said, hey, like, I just want you to know these people are talking about you. I, I had already made the decision. I started posting a little bit. And part of me wishes I didn't know, right? The other part of me was like, I wish that I anticipated it and decided how I would you know, feel about it before it happened. And it really kind of stopped my momentum. And now that I'm over the hump, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that could have fueled me, honestly. Um, so I think that would would have been a big help in my in my first step of deciding, hey, I'm going to build something and I'm going to earn a million dollars with one product um, on one medium. The second part of this framework to earn a million dollars would be to sell something that is the most easily accessible in the most easily accessible way. So I think a lot of times people think about building something and they think about creating products or inventing something or making software and really kind of going underground first before they start selling. And I would really highly recommend to really kind of proof your concept that you can be somebody that sells or that you can see yourself as a salesperson, as someone who's willing to fail, as someone that's willing to be made fun of, as somebody that's willing to put themselves out there by selling anything. So you can do this through a network marketing company. You can do this through affiliate programs. Like I know Kat sold courses for other people and she became one of the top affiliates quickly because she had sales skills. School of Sales Guide Culture has an affiliate program. Like you could literally do nothing but sell, you wouldn't have to create the product, you wouldn't have to deliver the product, you'd have to do no customer service, know nothing about tech, literally all you would need would be a link. 
to be able to send to people that they would buy with your affiliate link. And I'm not talking about selling things like on Amazon because you wouldn't really need to put yourself out there. You can kind of hide behind Amazon or, you know, like a product that you would just post or something like that. I'm talking about something that requires you to be in conversation, which I'm going to talk about in the third part of my framework, but really being willing to sell something immediately and do it in the most accessible way. I lived on Instagram stories. I mean, recently I had um, Brittany, she works with us, try to find something in my old archives uh, from like 2018. And she, it took her like an hour to look through like a week or two of our, of my Instagram stories in November of 2000 or yeah, November of 2018. I was like, oh my gosh, like I lived on Instagram stories and I'm so proud of that because that's really what it took would be to have something to sell and sell it consistently in the most accessible way. Like what is the easiest thing that you can do so that you can sell every single day, right? Like a podcast might be an option, but is it really that accessible? It requires you to have knowledge of software, requires you to have a list to tell people that you have a podcast, it requires you to edit it, it requires you to have like thumbnails, it requires you to like make all these titles and show notes and really strategize. And to me, that just doesn't feel super accessible. And I think Instagram stories is the best way to start selling something because of how easy it is just to practice and get reps. And it's such a low risk. I mean, they last for 24 hours, right? They're not even something that's, I mean, they technically like could be on the internet forever, but they certainly don't have to be. And you can also get like an immediate reaction from it. Like when you post, you could get instant conversations started based on kind of what you're focused on and what you're in the mood and what you're inspired by. That's what's so powerful about Instagram stories is that you feel a level of inspiration. You share with conviction because of that inspiration, which is going to transfer belief into people who are listening. And then they respond based on what you're feeling inspired by right then and there. And if you're anything like me, you're always learning new things and I can quickly get inspired by something else if I just read one quote or hear one podcast episode. And so I noticed that like I'll record a podcast, I'll post it a week later, someone will message me and I'll be like, oh, wait, what exactly did I say? What, what was I, what kick was I on in the moment? Which sounds so crazy, but it's true. That's kind of the entrepreneurial free spirit. And you want to kind of stay on the same theme when you're selling so that you can make sure you're staying in that same lane. I also highly recommend, like I cannot recommend this enough, to jump on the phone. That was one thing. I sold a network marketing company product just to kind of get in the game. And anytime I felt like someone was interested or they had questions, I was so quick to be like, hey, give me your number. I will jump on a call with you in an hour and this will just help us save time and see if you are a good fit. And it really just gave me a low risk opportunity to just sell in a new way and to really build that muscle and build that confidence. I, I would jump on FaceTime. I would jump on Zoom. I would just say, hey, jump on the, I remember just being in the car and being like, I'm in the car. I'd love to talk to you. Let me jump on the phone and really making it like not a big deal. I think it's so easy for people to dramatize sales conversation and make it this big thing where you have to sit and, you know, everything just has to be just right and perfect. But I really like the idea of it being just 
integrated into who you are and integrated into what you do. And you can really develop that by jumping on the phone quickly. The third part of my framework to make a million dollars would be to write sales messages in full sentences before you present it on that accessible platform. So one thing I remember doing pretty often is writing emails and that became a message that that really started to fire me up and inspire me. And the way that would kind of go is I would have a belief or an idea or just a sentence that I was almost like chewing on, right? Like a belief. And as I would write, all these words would come up and then I would start looking up the definition of words, which would inspire me even more. So I'll give you a quick example. And um, like I, I recently just kind of came up on the word flourish and uh, where that came from was simply just writing about how sales girls really can flourish in any environment. And I'm like, huh, what does it really mean to flourish? Like, that's the word I kind of started to chew on. And I looked it up and it was about uh, basically growing really vigorously in the right environment. And I started thinking about, okay, how do you create the right environment? Can you just be a person that is the right environment? What does vigorous mean? It means strong. It means lean. It means fat. Like, it just started making me kind of snowball into oh my goodness, like we could really magnify how powerful it is to be someone that is flourishing and how you can create that um, experience through really selling. Like selling creates an insane amount of energy and it creates an insane amount of momentum within yourself that makes people just want to be a part of you. So anyway, me writing all of that, I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting concept. Let me jump on stories and see how this message resonates with people. And that's what I spent probably the first three years of my life doing every single day, writing a message, presenting it to see how it resonates. And I remember just you know, writing a message and then doing something after I posted it and then coming back and looking on Instagram and being like flooded with messages of nothing more than people agreeing or disagreeing. And both of those things were so helpful and so valuable because when someone disagreed, what that really meant was, oh, there's like a block in their brain that's keeping them from evolving and becoming who they could potentially be. Let me write a message for them specifically to handle it publicly. Now, of course, I would never like call a person out with their Instagram handle, but I just thought about them. Like if I were to jump on the phone with them, what would I say? And um, it just created a lot of activity with, within my Instagram, a lot of momentum. It's like every message had something that made people like need to think and really question themselves and reflect about themselves. And I think people really enjoyed that. When I would make these messages and have conversations, sometimes uh, like in DMs, I would also quickly try to get in conversations on Zoom or on the phone, just like I said in my second step. But what I found in these conversations was how powerful it was to even just have one teeny tiny little moment that became a breakthrough. I think what happens is people will have sales conversations and they're very similar, right? Like they get kind of similar objections, they get similar feedback, they get even similar praise. And so it feels like monotonous and it's like, okay, if I'm just going to keep hearing the same thing, I can do this, you know, not one-on-one, -on -one. I can do this um, like through 
through different strategies. And so people try to get out of conversations. What I want to offer you is really just waiting for that next breakthrough. And I'll tell you one specific breakthrough that I had in one specific conversation that I carry with me forever. I was talking to someone who was interested in the program and I she kept pulling the conversation away to talk about these dogs that she loved. She had all these adoptive dogs. She had fostered dogs. She was so passionate about saving dogs that were in shelters. And, you know, in, in school sales and with sales skills, we really talk about and, and help you have the tools to be able to get conversations back on track and really speed them up and um, to be efficient for everybody, right? And so this conversation was getting kind of long and I was having a hard time getting it back on track to talk about sales skills and her business. And this was, you know, years ago, but I was like, why is this? Like, why are we on the phone right now if she wants to just talk about her dogs? And I had this huge epiphany moment. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is the very thing to talk about, right? Like, because what she wanted was to be able to afford to foster more dogs, to be able to have the right food and the best food for them. And she really wanted an underground electric fence so that they could have all the space to run and she didn't have to worry about them escaping because they weren't all properly trained. And I was like, wait, that is literally the very thing to talk about to keep it on track. And to really paint the vision of how she could be the safe haven for all these dogs when she was able to generate enough income through her business with sales skills. And that moment, I don't know why it just clicked more than ever right there that like other people will give me the information that I need in order to keep the conversation on track. That keeps their attention. And that conversation was like a 45 minute conversation, but it has saved me I, there's no telling how much time that that conversation has saved me because of the skill that it gave me to do that for the rest of all the conversations that I ever have for the rest of my life. So really looking at conversations as what can I learn from this one thing that will, I'll take with me forever and that will compound because that is so possible when you have that frame going into conversations. You know, we talk to people a lot who are doing really well in their business and they think that conversations are a waste of time, but they are missing it. They are missing the gold, the light bulb, the light bulbs that are just waiting for them if they're willing to potentially experience some monotony and some repetition um, to get that breakthrough. As Myron Golden says, don't get bored with it, get paid with it. And that's what I believe about conversations. The fourth thing that I would tell myself is to really notice the journey and believe that the path develops as you go. So it's really interesting to talk to people who are kind of looking for their purpose and looking for what lights them up, you know, on fire. And so they'll feel kind of bored in their business, which is funny because Myron says, don't get bored with it, get paid with it. Or they're feeling like, oh, I did my business doesn't light me up. Like I'm not excited to be here. And, and of course there are seasons like that for, for me too, right? They're like in everything that I do every day, there are some things that I absolutely love and there are some things that I could do without, but of course need to be done. And what I would tell myself is that you bring purpose to whatever you do. Like you are the purpose. You bring the life to the party. And I think about this, like, let's say you're going to an event and the question is like, well, who's going to be there? 
I don't know if I want to go, if the people that, I, you know, aren't going to be very fun. It's like, what if you just thought about how, like, you are the fun, right? Like, wherever you go, you bring the energy, you bring the environment, you set the tone, you set the mood. That's how I feel about your path. Like, you bring the purpose, you bring the energy. And when that happens, you are going to see, well, it happens and it, it reveals itself through your sales activities, right? The more that you're selling, really the more purpose that you feel. Even that example that I just gave you about the girl, the woman with the, with the dogs, I really started to feel like this purpose with her. Like, oh man, like she really can be a rescue and a refuge for these dogs that really need a home and need someone to love them. And so I started to find so much purpose in my work on behalf of her. Like, I'm like, I am the ticket. This program, these skills are the ticket for her to experience the life that she wants. So through those sales activities, my purpose and my path really started to reveal itself. And the energy was just overflowing. Like it was coming out of my eyeballs. I couldn't stop like believing and talking about it. And I feel like people could feel that when I was on Instagram stories. And this really started to, I don't want to say pay off, but I really started to realize how powerful this was when the same group of people kept showing up. So we had in-person trainings at the time. And um, I just remember like the same people were coming to every single training, right? Like Kat was like, I'm coming to every single one. Sarah Stapleton, every single one. Sarah Nursewood, every single one. And I was just like, wow, like they see something special in this just like me, right? Like it's not just me, other people see it too. And I really think a huge part of that was me like bringing the purpose, me deciding like this is my purpose, making it feel purposeful and people naturally want to be a part of a bigger purpose. They are drawn to a mission. And that really brings to my to my fifth point and my fifth part of this framework is to like um, see the troops and then also leverage the troops. So I think it's interesting to think about like rallying the troops. But what I experienced is the troops just kind of showed up because of the energy and the excitement and the mission that everybody else saw. And I think it can be easy to see similar people and be like, oh, like they you know, our recurring customers. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. I love a recurring customer, right? But it's like, what are they seeing? And is there a way to leverage people? I read something recently about how um, management is all about differences, like how to leverage people's differences, but leadership is all about sameness and making everybody like kind of come under the same umbrella and the same purpose. And when I look back, I'm like, okay, I think that's what was happening because we really didn't know what we were doing, still a lot of uncertainty, right? Every day is a little uncertain in entrepreneurship. You're not exactly sure what the day, day holds, but the troops are under one umbrella. They're under one mission. They're under one vision, and that is enough to keep them excited until you can kind of keep getting your grip, keep getting clearer and clearer things. And so many of those people or on the team today, right? Sarah Nursewick is our head of operations. We have Sarah Stapleton, Mallory. She came to so like multiple trainings and she is on our team. Shelly is on our team. Like all these people have become the troops 
who saw the energy from the previous steps of the framework that I just shared with you. And what's really exciting about this framework is that this is what it takes to make a million dollars in my opinion. And all of it came from selling and it came from selling as, as a salesperson and holding that identity as the sales girl and just doing it with such a high level of intensity and just super often, right? Like every single day. And you know, we hit a million dollars in the first three years. And I know for a fact it was because of the selling every single day, which developed me into the person that had purpose, that had energy, that other people saw and wanted to be a part of. I could have never known to do this at the beginning, but what I know now when I look back is that is exactly what happened to a T. And now we're in the season of like, okay, we got the mojo and the momentum. Like momentum is not a problem here. Um, the, the really structure and the strategy and like the actual business building part, the scaling part is a totally different ball game that we're really diving into. And I want to do a podcast episode on this specifically because I am entering a completely new universe. The books that I am reading, I tr- actually tried to read these books three years ago and I could barely get through the first three pages because it was so over my head. I just wasn't there yet, right? I really needed to stay in this framework that I just told you, because now when I read them, I'm like, oh, yes, I see, I get it. I got a lot of work to do, but I get it. Like it's all coming together and now it's time to scale, but it really takes going through this this framework in order to get to a place where you can do that. So another podcast episode is coming on that. Super exciting. Everything is so amazing here at Guide Culture. I'm excited for you because... I really believe that guide culture is going to um, change before your eyes. It's going to evolve before your eyes. And it's cool because, you know, we'll get messages in our academy platform, um, our container in our Slack channel. And I've gotten some like private DMs. They're like, I just have a feeling you're going to blow up. Like things are about to happen. And I 100% feel that too. Um, And I'm so thankful for the the journey that we've been on over the last five years with this framework because the certainty and the confidence that I have in that future is because of this. So hooray for that. Hey, our final cohort of the year and School of Sales as you know it, this program itself, like it's gone after this. Uh, Speaking of changing strategy, it's gone after this cohort. Cohort 38 will be the last time that we do School of Sales like this. The next time we do it, it will be at a much higher price and in, in a completely different form. Um, and it's really exciting. So make sure if you have been eyeing it, if it's been on your radar, if it's been something that you've had a pull towards, get on it. Like, I'm not kidding you. We uh, close cart. And when I say close cart, I mean we close enrollment on October the 13th. That is a Friday. And you will finish out 2023 Q4. You will finish this quarter with the skills to be able to make 2024 your best year yet as a sales girl. I love you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode.